Hi, everybody. Welcome. On this Thursday afternoon, we are recording this podcast live on YouTube. If you're here with us on YouTube, we appreciate it. Hit that like button on the YouTube video. Subscribe to this Haberman and Middlecoff channel. A lot of content still to uh, still to come. A lot of content still to come. So uh, we're glad you're here on that. If you're listening, we appreciate that. Go hit us with a, uh, a five-star review on, on uh, Apple Podcasts. And, uh, and for everybody... Shave it or save it. We we asked for him. We and, and you know what we got, John, in our DMs yesterday? A bunch of pictures of LeBron James's head. So <laughs> I actually had a guy that DM me said I have to I I think I'm in the mix for shave it or save it. He's like, I just need to grow my hair out a little bit longer. I gave him my email address, which is public. I mean you can find it on my Twitter account. So if you yep. he, he said just email me the pictures. And he said next week. So we may get a shave right. or save it. That could be. Uh, we're gonna need some, you know, in the, you know, in the April, May, some of those months. Just maybe we're gonna branch just shave out. it or save it. <laughs> show. We could. We, we that's, that's the goal here is to eventually leave sports behind and just do a save it or shave it. Yeah. Empire. LeBron's been bald for a decade, so it's like I mean he's had the same hairdo now for a long time. Kevin Durant's the same thing. These guys are bald. Like Kevin Durant, LeBron James are bald. They just choose to not shave their head. Did you notice who did shave his head, though? And he was uh, receding. He plays cool. basketball. Yeah. For the Golden State Warriors. Clear did a shave. Not all the way, but, I mean, he's at, like, a zero. Who? Andre Iguodala. Oh, Iguodala, yes. Yeah. He's definitely, he, he shaved it. Now, he was yeah. receding really, really badly. It's like he left. It was, you know, solid, like, 35-year-old. He came back at like 38, 39 and was like, yeah, it's listen, you got what's younger. Yeah. Guy, I didn't get those 30 years. You know, I by when I before I jumped the mountain into 30 years old, it happened to me in my 20s. So Iguodala, uh, you know, he got to enjoy basically 30 to 36 with some hair in his head. Yeah. Yeah. LeBron's, well, we've told- LeBron's bad. LeBron's, but it's hard when you're, I guess it's it's really hard when you're a tall person on television. If LeBron was just a tall person, never on television, you know, most people wouldn't know. Same with KD. You get the TV yeah. angles. Most people are not high enough to see the top of their heads, you know? True, and I think TV I, can, TV can also like, oh, make it look the light. You take a makes photo. Makes it look like it looks like there's just not, ha- like you're just bald. You know, yeah, I think sometimes you, I know when I've taken photos of a screen, it can really make it look bad. Not just yeah. hair, just anything. It can look worse. Does TV add 10 pounds? Adds 10 pounds and takes away, uh, you know, 10, 10 cubic inches of hair. <laughs> I don't know. Something like that. So a lot to get to today on the show. Uh, we are sponsored in part by MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM and the number one. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM and the number one, where we've been making our lock of the week Every week, uh, this whole football season, for those of you that have been following along, it's been a, a Garoppolo-esque roller coaster with high, high highs that included a, I don't know, 11 or 12-week winning streak and uh, some losing streaks and some bounce backs and some close calls, and uh, it's been a joy. And really, what we've won in the end is the time we've all spent together. But what we really want is some money for the playoffs and um, and so we've made our lock of the week pick early in the week, John. Our lock of the week was we went 49ers, but we didn't go points. We went money line. So we got aggressive. Uh, we got five hundred dollars on the 49ers to pay about six hundred and fifty dollars. Then we were also bullshitting before we hopped on here. And we was like, well, we got two hundred dollars left in the hopper. Actually, two hundred eighteen. And we're like, we're playing around. We're playing around. And we decided to go with the under 
in the Bengals Raider game, which is 49. Yep. And we, you know, a little aggressive parlayed it with the Buffalo Bills at home in, didn't you say frigid temperature? Supposed to be potentially single digits. Uh, 11 degrees. Where yeah. uh, Josh Allen's bad and Scuba Steve, uh, you know, also not great, Mac Jones. <laughs> no, so you got Scuba McCorkle, and we parlayed with the Bills minus four. Now, do we love betting against Belichick in the playoffs historically? It, you would say, no, pretty risky. But his old friend Thomas Brady is down in South Florida, so we're betting against McC- we're betting more against McCorkle and betting more in the Raider game that you alerted me to. It was 16-13 to 13 in the fourth quarter. And there were turnovers, and it kind of the final score did not necessarily reflect the first three quarters in the cold. Uh, I had a wise man tell me that hammer outdoor unders, especially in AFC games, uh, in in the wild card round, which makes sense. You're just naturally amped up. The weather, you're just getting weather games. It's cold. It's harder to catch the ball. Yeah. I, see, my question. Well, the stats back it up. It was like 37 and 14 or something. The last go, you know, five what, years. The, yeah, oh, you're saying the since, under in cold weather? I'm saying the, the the stats are dramatically hammer the under. Is the the under, under. Yeah, unders I bought. I don't think it actually, for the most part, favors one of the teams. Um, now, the Raiders, it could because, you know, these other two cold weather games are just cold weather teams, right? Steelers, Chiefs is going to be cold. They both play in the cold. Well, remember uh, so, Derek's old coach, uh, Mr. Defensive Coordinator with the football team, said his former quarterback wasn't very good in cold weather, and then Derek kind of got butthurt and got mad, and they had to go back and forth. And then, you know, I think Dubow threw out the tweets. The statistics, he's not historically a very good cold-weather quarterback. No, no. Uh, Dustin on the stream says the public is Bengals heavy, which I believe. I actually think the Raiders, if we're just talking strictly value before I really overanalyze it, are solid value plus five and a half. But as we'll talk about later in the show, when we talk about this game, while I agree the score was closer than the final score of that game, I thought when the score was close at 16 to 13, it actually, the Bengals had more control than that score indicated. I rewatched the game on Thursday morning, and I'll give you my Film thoughts study. later on in the show. So, uh, mybookie.ig promo code HAM, the number one, HAM1, where they'll match that deposit dollar for dollar up to 1000 bucks if you accept the bonus. If you decline the bonus, Remember that you do have to bet the full amount before you can withdraw funds if you accept the bonus, so you can also decline it. But either way, Ham One, let them know that we sent you. Also, podcast brought to you by DraftKings. How's our game? Where working? we got three spots left, John. Is I got, two, I got, I, I got two. Ninety-eight out of hundred. Two. Okay, I gotta gotta update my uh, gotta update here. DraftKings uh, promo code Ham. Go sign up at DraftKings right now. There are two spots left. As you're listening to the podcast, it's probably. Too late for you. But join our league, and then you'll be immediately notified. The first people that get the notification are the people that are in our league. And uh, so you join the Haberman and Middle Golf League. You don't have to be in the league to play our game, but we do recommend that when you sign up, you use the code HAM for your shot at millions of dollars in prizes. Every round, they're out there, and you could get your share. Everyone can play for a $1 million top prize every round of the playoffs when you use the code HAM to sign up. Yep. Download the DraftKings app, promo code HAM. Get in our game, and uh, I'm already I'm already thought in my mind. I've got three players. I'm for sure gonna get put on my squad. Quarterbacks a little harder this week, you know. If you think about it, some of these cold weather quarterbacks, so maybe less points scored. You know, some of the running quarterbacks, like do you trust Kyler or Jalen Hurts? Not really. Jimmy is not really a DraftKings aficionado. I wouldn't say right. Here's a question. This is not my my lineup here. Here's a question. Why is 
Gardner Minshew a a hundred dollars more expensive than Derek Carr? What's up with that? Uh, just they don't like Derek value. I don't know. Maybe goal line situations. They give it to Mariota. They just don't think he's going to score any points. But but why is Minshew Minshew is not that much cheaper? Like, could Minshew play in this game? Minshew mania guy at any moment. You just go to the pen. You just go to the pen. Uh, here's another one. Jimmy Garoppolo is a hundred dollars more expensive than Ben Roethlisberger. I'd say that is not representative of how much more valuable Jimmy Garoppolo is than Ben Roethlisberger this week. I'd agree. I'd agree. But uh, yeah, you could do a lot. You can. You but know, the Niners can also score spot. 28 points with Jimmy with not him throwing a football. Uh, could throw some zone. picks. Could throw some picks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, maybe Carr is good value. Maybe. Although again, I'll get to that later. Either way. Either way, anyway, Ham, when you sign up at uh, DraftKings, we've been having, we love DraftKings, Daily Fantasy. This is the way it is. This, our DraftKings game, by the way, and you can go find whatever you want. You can find a DraftKings game that's only for Sunday. It's only for Saturday. Uh, go play some golf, which we'll, which we'll do again and love. But, um, you know, our game is both Saturday, both Sunday, and the Monday game. I, 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 I do am excited to watch this new Monday night element. This is like wild card weekend. Is it over yet? <laughs> You're like, okay. <laughs> no, I know. Coming up on Monday, it's Monday night football on ABC and ESPN and ESPN two and ESPN plus. You think you'll watch Manning cast ESPN depart this a playoff game? Yeah. Well, who are their guests going to be? Is he be like, Oh, Here's a big fourth and one coming up in the fourth quarter, but uh, Oprah, I got a question. <laughs> like, I would bet, I bet Carson Palmer. They're going to need a big Arizona guest to want a quarterback. Doesn't he make a lot of sense? Feels like he'd be buddies with those guys. I would go. It feel they, an Oprah type character, just someone super famous. Wild card weekend. Just they've already used Condi, but just something like whoa, Kurt, Kurt, uh, like a, like yeah, a Magic guess, Johnson. Kurt, Kurt Warner could do. Yeah, I could see. Exactly. Like, what's going to be their L.A. ramp? Jim Everett? I could see Matt. I could see Magic. Eric Dickerson? I think Probably we've already not. got it. I think we got Carson Palmer or Kurt Warner. Whoever says yes. It wouldn't shock me if they both went on. Uh, Magic Johnson, to me, has a very strong chance of, like, L.A. vibe. You see Magic already tweeted, like, right when the playoffs set, like, anyone can win these playoff games, like, last week. So, Clayton Kershaw. That's your four. Warner, Palmer, potentially both, maybe just one, Magic Johnson, Clayton Kershaw. All right, we booked it. Maybe uh, Kelly Stafford, too, as well. (laughs) (laughs) You could argue just like maybe two guests on a playoff game, just you guys talk football. Well, uh, you could argue, uh, but to me, like Warner would be, somebody said Warner's probably calling the game on radio. Um, Warner, like somebody like that would be, like a a, think Carson Palmer's pretty good. Yeah, I think Carson would be great. Car- like I think somebody else who could talk the football game with them would be the best. Type. One time I talked to Carson Palmer, and my t- take leaving him was like, he's so rich that he doesn't need to do it. This guy would be really good on TV. Like a Greg saw- Olson, because he's serious, but he can but he can be a guy's guy, but he's not a bullshitter. He's just... He, he would be awesome. He's they huge. had him on... He was at a game, a USC game. I saw him on, on the Pac-12 Network pregame show. And uh, he was really good, and you could tell, like matter of fact, but very engaged in football. Remember, he yeah. did the Mike. Remember, he talked to DP with the Mike uh, Tomlin take. Oh yeah, for uh, USC. Um, but uh, like knows the game, knows the players, like still pays attention. But like you said, also 
his it doesn't seem like his life revolves around he's got kids he just yeah. he said in the car his kids were making fun of him because his mom maybe his wife was showing the kids some old from his dad's old highlights and he looked slow to the kids and they were giving him a hard time like uh, you think Carson Palmer could play in today's league? Remember, I said no pocket quarterbacks anymore. Do you think he could still I think figure it, it out? Yeah, I mean, if Roethlisberger's <laughs> playing in today's league, yeah, he'd figure it out. You know, Carson's arm probably still stronger than than Big Ben's arm. I'd so. say yeah. Uh, but I like I like the list we just built. Oh, here's the other thing, John. By the way, for any of you guys in the Bay Area or around the Bay Area, big watch party going on on Sunday. At Puesto's Santa Clara location, doors open at 11 a.m. The food at Puesto, which is a uh, Mexican artisan kitchen and bar, the Adler brothers, who are big Niner fans, Eric and Alex, the food is uh, top tier. As good as, I mean, fantastic. Yeah. Very, very think excellent. D- think Tebow Samuel, you know. That. Think Tebow, <laughs> yards after catch, yeah. the tacos after catch. I mean, really good. And uh, we went to the one in, in uh, Concord. They got some Southern California locations. They've got two in Levi's, but obviously you can't get in the Levi's on Sunday. But my recommendation, if you're in the area, go to the Santa Clara Puesto, order the quesabiria taco, my personal favorite, the crispy melted cheese, braised short rib. And um, I would say get there maybe halftime of the first game of the of the Bucks Bucks game, Bucks Eagles, maybe fourth quarter. I mean, that game might not. I don't know how much that yeah. second half. It'd be we'll a little blowout, blowout city. But get there one o'clock. This will be perfect. Eat incredible margaritas. They got the uh, what's the name of the margarita they're gonna have from Levi's? Uh, bang City? bang, <laughs> the bang bang margarita. Ah, uh, right. bang bang. <laughs> uh, you could actually do a bang bang like the old Louis C.K. where you know bang bang is like eat a bunch of Chinese food, and then you go to a pizza place or something. Did Louis C.K. also have the same thing when he was leaving an airport? He would like grab the cinnamon on his way out. Yeah, that was wasn't that- called that. That wasn't a bang bang. That wasn't that was a bang just, bang, but that was something. You just like know you, you're a fat ass when you yeah. see the Cinnabon, but you really, you really want it, so you grab when it on you your way out. Get food at the airport on the way out of an airport. <laughs> yeah, like when you've gotten home. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> grab a burger on the way. Uh, the bang bang margarita, El Tesoro Blanco tequila, strawberry lime, tahini on the rim, uh, a perfect cocktail. And uh, they've got if you're not a margarita, they've got every alcohol you could imagine is there. Plus, they've got their own dark lager that they just won a bunch of awards for. And the food is, again, uh, phenomenal. Elite. Elite. Phenomenal. The Baja fish taco, the shrimp taco, the chicken asada taco. How sharp are these knives they're using at Puesto? I mean, do you, have, extremely, do you, have, do you have sharp knives at your house? I need I, some new ones. Yeah, you can get them sharpened. Can I mean I just I don't have any great knives. I just you guys have like probably domesticated a legit knife set. I just have a couple knives. I would say, <laughs> I would say the to me the best part it's like the food is artisanal, but it's also just it's not like you get it's delicious. Like it's not like fufu is the word I would use, right? It's like fantastic. It's it's got a lot of substance to it. Like you're eating really good food, but it's also art. Like it's beautiful stuff. Yeah, it's cool. So I, something I can't recommend it enough. Puesto, Santa Clara, watch party, go Niners. Uh, go get it. Go get Puesto. We love Makes Puesto. me hungry just looking at it. The regular Ryan on the stream says, Louis C.K.'s nickname for Cinnabon cannot be repeated here. You, you, YouTube? Would, would YouTube shut us down if you said what it was? I can't remember. I don't know. What it was. Niners-Cowboys. The game for the ages. Haven't had a playoff game between these two teams. We've talked about it, but I, it bears repeating. Since 1995. And here's the crazy thing. 
for all the time that Kyle Shanahan's been the coach of the Niners, he hasn't been in this spot yet, right? A road playoff game. Has he played the Cowboys? They, I feel like they did play. I don't remember them playing, they, but it's hard to get you off course. I mean, no, 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 that's right. That was the they, setup. They that was it. Keep going. They have not, they have not played in a relevant game. That I, I've been thinking a lot about this, and the best part about this weekend, and I've said it forever when I used to talk a lot of shit about James Harden, is just no one cares what you do in the NBA like in October. Played last year. No one – see, the game didn't even matter for the Niners. Uh, no one cares. Like James Harden scored all those points when Daryl Morey would like try to give him a circle jerk and act like he was Michael Jordan in, in February. Just nobody does. Just like baseball. Like you can hit a lot of home runs. It used to matter more. Like you get, you get a lot of credit for big games. And Kyle got a lot of credit last week. That game really mattered because that was a playoff game to the Niners. But when you go to your Wikipedia, which whenever I'm looking up a guy's record, I just type in Mike Frabel, and it'll bring up he is 40 and 20 as a head coach, and he's 2-2 two and two in the playoffs. You go, well, he's been in the playoffs several times. He's won a couple playoff games. You know, Kyle's record right now in the playoffs for the Niners is 2-1, and one, right? I mean, he's won the two home playoff games and lost the Super Bowl. Well, you win this game, all of a sudden you have three playoff wins. Now, you've had some ugly seasons, but you got three playoff wins. And the one thing where Jim Harbaugh got a lot of credit, I think you could argue, I don't give a shit who you're playing. And obviously, the Niners are playing a good opponent. Like, you you can't really. I mean, there are probably better opponents in the playoffs. Like, there's a difference between playing, like, the Chiefs and, you know, the Raiders or something in the playoffs. But if you're going on the road, I'd argue that's worth even more than a win. So when you get road playoff victories, remember Mike Vrabel did it several years ago when he beat the Patriots, and then he beat the number one seed, the Ravens. Remember how much people were like, God damn, this big guy's good. You go on the road and win a game, I I would say it would validate their season. You know, like last week made the season all worth it, like the roller coaster that was. This would go, that was a successful last season. You got it in the playoffs, you won a road playoff game, and now you're going to play the back-to-back MVP and just, you know, th- throw the kitchen sink at them. Yeah, but, I mean, sorry. So it's just, this is a game where this is the reason you pay your coach $10 million, and you're lucky enough that he's not CEO head coach. He's the play caller. He dictates the term for half the game. And he's, you know, really on a team with a bunch of stars. I would still say that Kyle Shanahan is the face of the franchise. Yeah, I, I would agree with that because um, the stars on offense, partly, you know, it, part of why we appreciate Debo when you talk about Debo, it's how tough he is, it's how athletic he is, but it's also the way Kyle uses him is a big part of that conversation. Uh, Kittle, the same thing. Bose is different in that way. Um, Bose, I be, think. I mean, Bose is a star, but he'd be good anywhere. Yeah, and all these guys are stars, right? These are yeah. just star players. Um, but every great team needs star players. I think what's interesting with Kyle is there's always this ongoing debate with him right and and it usually comes down to winning percentage if you're anti-kyle you talk about his win-loss record if you're pro-kyle you talk about his offense and you talk about he went to the super bowl and um he doesn't have another season that if you are making a pro-kyle shanahan argument that you point to you could point to well look how competitive he was with nick mullins but that's not getting anybody extensions right he's actually closer to getting back to 500 than i even thought he's 39 and 42 Okay, so you could get there by you know the Super Bowl, um, right? The forty. Well, re- 41. Re- regular season overall oh, career is okay. forty-one and forty-three. Okay, so we could get there by the Super Bowl, <laughs> uh, but 
to me, if you beat the Cowboys this week, this season is not a season that gets used against you at this point, like right here, right now. This is not a season that you would use against Kyle. Is it a season you would use for him? Yeah. I mean, if you had to pick one, it's a playoff year. Playoff years, are those are in the positive column. He wins a playoff game in Dallas and then gets the opportunity to go to Green Bay and play the Packers. Then it is, this is part of a strong argument to make for Kyle Shanahan, the head coach. Time will tell what Kyle Shanahan, the talent evaluator and the quarterback developer, that story is yet to be written. But you go on the road and beat the Cowboys after you just played the game you played against the Rams, then this is this is strongly in the look at how good Kyle Shanahan is category. Well, part of this sport and being a fan of this sport, talking about this sport, is unlike the other sports, like I, you and I hosted a radio show and we talked about baseball, like you can fake overreact to every games and they do it in New York. It's really hard because most humans don't. You know, you just watch a baseball game, you go to bed and you get up and you do you go to work and then you watch the next baseball game. The next it just happens one after another. Not most games don't really matter. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, they all individually matter. You got to rack up enough wins to get in the playoffs. But no individual game makes or breaks you in basketball because you play six days a week in basketball. You play three or four days a week in football. You only play once a week. And we've all seen like the statistical breakdowns, right? Like one NFL game is the equivalent of 15 baseball games and seven basketball games, right? It's, it is legitimately more important just based on the number of games. So you're just naturally going to react on what happens, right? Good or bad to a given game throughout. Now we have 17 of them. But when you, you know, this year, like Kyle was taking a lot of heat. People were just throwing it out there and he was never going to be like, he should be on the hot seat or whatever. People could have that argument, right? You could legitimately have that argument. Even if we disagreed, you rack up enough playoff victories. You're just arguing that he had a bad game from right. moving forward. Right. You know, that like that was a shitty play call. You know, he should have done this on fourth and two instead of that. They, they, the guys weren't ready. They came out flat, whatever that, that happens to Belichick. That happens to Andy Reed. But like no Titans fan, and don't get it twisted. They are they got a little hive on uh, Twitter. <laughs> I remember now, it was what was the take a few years ago? Mariota's basically Alex Smith. They didn't was like it, that. They didn't like that. Yeah. Wouldn't he have died to be Alex Smith looking back? Yes. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna take a W on that one. Take a W on that one. That when you argue over the you know all the high end coaches, you're just getting mad at them individually, which is normal. Like they they self critique themselves. That's that's the sport. But you're not calling for Sean Payton's job. You're not calling for Andy Reid's job. Hell, even Sean McVay, you're furious at him last week. You're fired up. He's your coach. Well, this is what Kyle needs to do. Like you get a road playoff game and you just make the playoffs. So it's like, well, two of his five years, he's won playoff games. Not just made the playoffs, won playoff games. And then you win a road playoff game as an underdog. Because the one thing, you look back at a Super Bowl year, he was favored in both those games and he was he was at home. Like, he was in the fucking, he was dictating the terms. This is, like, he's the underdog. Rightfully so. You go in and beat McCarthy and listen, we all, I don't know, we, I mean, I would say most people it feels like, make fun of Mike. His resume is pretty good. Now, you can say it's all Aaron, but then you'd have to say the same thing for LaFleur that I think we all like. Like, McCarthy has won some games that have mattered over his career. Like, he's not... And I'm guilty of this. I think we act like he's way worse than if you just go to his Wikipedia page, it would say he is. 
right? He has been, he has coached in a lot of big games on the sideline. Like you are not coaching against Jim Tom Sula this weekend. That's true. But this is also different than the game, some of the games that Kyle Shanahan has lost in the playoffs before, right? The comeback to the Patriots, in the end, you got beat by Belichick's Patriots. The loss in the Super Bowl, in the end, you got beat by Mahomes and Andy Reid. I don't think there's any shame in losing this game necessarily. I do have, I'm not, I'm with you. Like, I'm not, I am not here to, to, to uh, uh, denigrate the Dallas Cowboys. They're clearly one of the better teams in the NFL. I but think people respect going, their roster. I think they don't respect the head coach. That's the thing. Right? I, I, think, I would be in that category. I, I said for a year and a half, I've had to stop saying it, that I thought they've got the wrong head coach. But I, that still might prove to be true. But I've had to shut up on that for half of the season because af- I felt that way after last year. I felt that way even early this year. You go 12 and 5, you go 12 and 5. Yeah, I'm not, again, It's they're a good team. He's clearly not a joke. But how, if you were to lose, how would that one wear over time? Is this team about to go to the NFC Championship game? Are they going to win a championship in the next four years? Or are we going to look back in four years and three years? I mean, I don't think, if they're failing, if they're not going deep into the playoffs, he's not there three years from now. So I don't I don't know exactly what this Cowboy team is. If I had to bet, does this Cowboy team win a Super Bowl? I would bet no. I agree. So... You know, who you lose to is part of the whole big picture. But ultimately, like you said, it is black and white numbers. Do you win playoff games? If you win playoff games, you get contract extensions, you get power, you become a long-tenured coach, and, you know, you have a successful head coaching career. It's just, it's... So you get into the dance. And the, and the margins are thin. Like, if we went through every year Belichick in the postseason... They would have some games that they won by the skin of their teeth, right? But they just – they've played it. They played in 10 Super Bowls with Tom, right? 10? Nine. Nine? Nine. Nine. They lost three of them. Okay. He's won six. So you you just – if you're in the fight. But right? I, think they, I think they lost in like four other AFC championship games. You know? I mean, they it's, were. <laughs> it's remarkable it's, when it's you look at what I they was, did. It wasn't just because you always told me he was good. It's why I just – on. Just having watched Andy Reid in Philly, it was like, who goes to this? Who go? Who is in the fight this much? You just got to be in the fight a lot. Just in the fight, man in the arena, Tom Brady. And I think if you're in the fight a lot, and that's what I would say for Mike, right? Mike's been in the McCarthy, been in the fight a lot. If you're in the fight a lot, you're not going. You're just gonna. You are gonna naturally catch some breaks, and you're gonna have some things go against you. But if you're just in it, you're gonna give yourself an opportunity to put together. A prolific. I mean, a pro like th- these are where careers are made. Ask Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's just been in the fight every year, every single year. And does he have three Super Bowls? No, but he's viewed as one of the elite coaches of his era. Same for Sean Payton. Yeah. Which why I think Mike Vrabel's doing a kind of slowly building a pretty impressive. Like, damn, this guy's not messing around. <laughs> you can nitpick his team all you want, and he's got Ryan Tannehill. This guy's number one seed, playoff victories. Playoffs every year, double-digit wins. It's pretty nuts what Vrabel's doing, right? Yeah, I say it all seven. the time. Tom, yeah, Tom's got seven. Tom lost to the Eagles. No, Tom has seven Super Bowls, but with Bill. Did you say? Did you oh, mean yeah, Tom? Sorry, I'm, I, I was just talking about them together. You're right. You're right. Bill has six with Tom. Tom has seven separately. Tom's played in ten. Sorry, that was the number I was thinking of. Gotcha. Keep going. So it's just like I mean. This is a big week weekend for Kyle. And you're right. He loses. It's not the only way it would suck if they get their ass kicked. That would be pretty bad because they shouldn't. 
that they're to me they're equals you know and equals in a playoff game comes down to schematics comes down to turnovers comes down to shit we'll just talk about coming up i mean it's just it comes down to the little details this is playoff football right it's you you watch that uh that national championship game was excellent because you fought like, God damn, these guys are, this is just, these guys belong on the same field with each other. There's not another team in the country that belongs on the field with these two guys. And it was 19 to 18 in the fourth quarter. And then it just, he threw a pick sick. It just kind of snowballed on him. But it was the, the, the level of margin for errors in big games against, because in college football, it's really, it shows you like right now, it's just when the two SEC teams play, that's the best game. But in the NFL, like once the playoffs start, and there'll be a couple games this week, I'm sure, that are won by 18 points or whatever. But there'll be a couple that you're coming in the fourth quarter, like especially if you're betting on it, you're like, oh my God, this thing is tight. Yeah. And that's the way, I and mean, that's the way the NFL is in general. Like if you're just sitting on your couch watching Sunday football, it feels a little bit different when every game's the primetime game because the only one being played at the time. And it's, I mean, you just go through the games, especially this one, star players everywhere. So it's like Amari Cooper versus. Jimmy Ward and Tart are coming over to try to tackle him, right? Or Fred Warner's chasing him, or Nick Bosa's chasing Dak, or Micah Parsons chasing Kittle in the flat, and you know Trevon Trayvon Diggs and Van Der Esch are flying trying to catch Debo. Like just all these names you know about, right? You know uh, Nick Bosa over Lyle Collins or whoever they're they have star offensive linemen. Can Eric Armstead push back Zach Martin? You know these are the type of things. McCarthy, I guess it wouldn't be McCarthy, Kellen Moore versus D'Amico, Kyle versus Dan Quinn. Like the, all these things are constantly talked about as we're on pins and needles and it's 14 14 with seven minutes left in the third quarter, right? I mean, it's just what makes football awesome. You just hit on, you know, kind of the way it gets discussed, but our keys to the game, the ham keys to the Niners Cowboy game. You want to start or do you want me to start? You go ahead. I know you're fired up on something. So I think the number one key is. When you close your eyes and you think about some of the great moments in playoff football, they normally involve close them. What's quick? Close your eye. The great first playoff moment that comes to mind. Low Neal. Which oh, Low Neal. Okay. <laughs> Didn't expect you to say that. <laughs> but actually that that works for this this point. I think when you close when you think about some of the greatest, if you go back and watched some of the greatest moments in playoff history, I think a lot of times they'll involve Something very specific happening. Not all music, the time. music City Miracle. Music City Miracle actually involved this. A passer under pressure. So Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl, just getting the throw off before Nick Bosa gets there, right? Eli Manning pulling away from pressure to throw the ball to David Tyree. I think the night the number one key in this game is do the Niners get to Dak enough? I think they're going to get to him. I think they're going to be able to run the football offensively, the 49ers. So one of two things then happens. Either Dallas gets the lead first or the Niners get the lead first. If the Niners get the lead first, then they try to run the ball. There's not that many possessions. And now Dak's got to throw. And the Cowboys do have the firepower to make up a deficit. Or the Cowboys get the lead early, maybe not quite 17 like the Rams, early in the Rams game. What did you think? How are they ever going to start up these guys? The Niners get the, 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 the Cowboys get the lead early. And the same thing has to happen. They probably still throw a little bit and you got to get to Dak to stop them so that you can then play catch-up, which, even though the Niners did it last week, is not their forte, you would say, based on the style of their offense. And so I think there's going to be moments, just like the Rams game, where they get to Dak. There's going to be moments, just like the Rams game, where they almost get the Dak. 
And then the question is on those plays, what happens? Stafford made some really good throws when it looked like he was about to get hit. And I think those are going to be the number one moments in these games. They're going to get to Dak. Do they get to Dak Prescott enough or does Dak have time? Because I think if Dak has time, it could get a little bit hairy with CD and Amari and Schultz. And that's not the ideal place to be. So I think the Niners will be able to create pressure. Will they able to, will they be able to create enough pressure? The 49ers this year played 17 games like everybody else. In those 17 games, they held the opposing quarterback under his season average for passing yards 14 times. The three times it didn't happen was Goff, Burrow, and then it, the second Cardinal game with Colt McCoy. But they Colt McCoy actually exceeded Kyler Murray's average passing yards in that game. So we'll call that an over. But basically, the Niners, if you set the over-under at that quarterback's season average, the Niners were 14-3 and three on the under for wow. the opposing quarterback's yardage. Dak's average is 278, which is top 10 in the NFL. When he hit the over, they were 5-2. and two. When he hit the under, they were 6-3, and three, so not a lot there. But when he hit the over, he was 22 touchdowns, 3 picks. When he hit the under, in more games, he was less touchdowns and more than twice as many interceptions, 15 touchdowns and 7 picks. So I, I to me, that's, that's my number one key. I think one thing that helps the Niners with Dak – is he's not young Dak Prescott anymore. He's really, his style is like a Matt Stafford. He's a pocket quarterback. He he didn't even run on the season for over 150 yards. A lot of that probably, when you get your ankle shattered, you're never going to be quite as spry as you once were. But he is not, he's an athletic guy still. Like he can use his legs behind the line of scrimmage. But you know, some of the quarterbacks that have given the 49ers trouble, we've talked a lot of, you know, obviously Kyler, and Russell are the guys that are really fast behind the line of scrimmage. This guy really is just, I would—I don't want to call him a sitting duck, but to me, his game reminds me a lot of Matt Stafford in terms of movement. Matt has the better arm, but like he just kind of moves up and down the pocket when I watch him play. I don't see a guy that's like taking off, which to me is a positive. We've always said the Niners do really well with quarterbacks who aren't going to move. I think that's why they had some success against Stafford. Like ultimately, Stafford at this age does not want to run around, right? He he was running to throw, and he's not probably as quick as he was five six years ago. Well, Dak coming off the injury is just not that quick, and the 49ers, obviously Bosa and Armstead, but some of their other just role players that they rotated in and out just play really fast. So you RG. rewatch that Niners second half, you're just Stafford looked like he got overwhelmed. Now this Pat, this Cowboy offensive line is better than the Rams offensive line, even though. Someone forwarded me that PFF had the Rams rated as the best pass protecting offensive line in the league. I'm like, I, I that can't be true. Like I, I'm just they're they're not that like they're just I don't know I I don't believe that maybe the, through their formula, but I've just watched them enough that I don't think they're like uh, five Anthony Munoz on the group. But to me, my key is, and I think the Niners when they go and when they really go is when their horses take over on offense. And when you watch the Cowboys play, because Zeke is now kind of a shell of himself, their identity is soft. And when I say soft, like they're a passing offense. If they were a college team, they would be like, you know, I, I don't. I'm trying to even think of the squad. They'd be like, they're not quite Washington State, but they are throwing the ball a lot because their best players are outside, and they're paying their quarterback forty million dollars. They throw the football. 
Well, the 49ers, their best player is a wide receiver who also could play running back, and they get him the ball in all different manners. Kittle could dominate in the run game as a blocker with Juszczyk. And then Ayuk has really just come on. He just makes huge plays for them. And even Jennings last week, who I, like that might have been the best game of, I mean, it was the best game of his life so far. I can't expect him to do that again, but you saw he's a physical player. All their guys are, their guys with the ball in their hands, and same with Elijah Mitchell, are physical. And they used to have this with, with Zeke. There is an element of, you can't fucking do anything when Zeke would truck you. It's like, oh, how are we going to tackle this guy? And to me, Kittle, Debo, Elijah Mitchell, those guys play like that. And it can, it, to me, that's where the team gets their momentum from. Uh, Trent's back. I mean, there's just a, there's a physical element. And even Micah Parsons, I actually think he's just being true. Like, they play bully ball. They want to shove you around. And I think part of the reason Mike is saying that, most teams don't play like that in the NFL. Like, how many teams in the in the NFL, besides like Belichick in that Monday night game, would have that had 10 straight runs this year? I, I bet it's less than five. 10 straight runs. Non to run out the clock or something right, at the end of the right. game, too, right? The, well, it, how about the Ravens, maybe? Maybe, but I feel like when Lamar, they throw the ball a decent amount. Yeah. To me, it's just those guys just physically dominating. Because the defense, like you said, the defense has been Reed? pretty consistent. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> I bet Andy didn't have five straight runs all season. Five. Uh, so it's just... Now, the one thing I wonder, and this is where being a game planner, you can really take advantage. So Kyle mentioned, those guys get upfield and they fly around. They're pass rushers. Well, what neutralizes a good crazy pass rush getting up the field? A good screen? Yeah. Right? Maybe a draw? Uh, you know, you, you can do things to kind of counter them. And I would say one of Kyle's greatest strengths when he's when his game plan immediately works is it puts you on your heels right away. And all of a sudden it's like, you're just doing what we're doing. Michael Parsons like, I always do this. But right now they're like throwing it right behind me. And if Kyle's doing that right away, we know, we've seen the Niners win from leading and win from behind. Like the Cowboys, you if you can get if the Niners can flip the script last week and somehow get like a 10 nothing lead, do they start looking at each other? Like, they haven't been in this position. They've lived well, somewhat I know this. of a when they go up, When they go up 17 to nothing? Well, if the Niners went up 17, they would win the game. Well, I'm just saying when they've done it, that ends up looking like, you know, the what was it, the Packer Thursday night game or the Monday night game, whatever that game was, when they when Bosa sacked, what, do you get a safety on the first year? Oh, you're saying the Niners kill people. When the Niners get up 17 and nothing, they kill people. Yeah, because they just keep, keep running the ball out. Where they've my gotten thing, in trouble this year. Oh, sorry. My, my thing, though, is if you can get a lead on the Cowboys, more than just you know your typical first drive, 7 nothing, whatever. We've, we've seen, I don't put that much stock into a first drive because you get the game plan. But if you can get a, a multi-score lead, the, the team that hasn't been there, and that is the Cowboys. When's the last time Dak's been in the playoffs? Amari's never been in the playoffs with this team. Uh, obviously, you know, CD's second year hasn't been in the playoffs. Uh, Diggs hasn't been in the playoffs. Parsons, obviously a rookie. How do they handle it? They have a lot of unknown. It's not like their coach has been there that long. Uh, that's the one thing. Kyle, these are all his guys. They're all just in the bunker together. They've, they've, some of them like Kittle and Juszczyk have been here the whole time. Jimmy been here forever. Trent's new, but he's a Kyle guy. Uh, Elijah Mitchell just belongs, you know, Bosa just belonged immediately now, but he's been in the trenches in big games and the rough times. 
it's how do the Cowboys respond. To me, it's all about their core guys hitting them in the mouth immediately and just see, see if, they can, if they can jab back. Yeah. Obviously, the Cowboys have the talent to, but the one thing with the playoffs, sometimes like mentally, if you get a little off your equilibrium, it can throw you off because you don't, there's not like, well, we got another month. You know, we're two games up on the Eagles. There's none of that. None of that shit matters anymore. And the Cowboys, right? the Niners have been playing that type of game. The, you know, the Cowboys, I was, I was in the car yesterday listening to Steve Young, him and Tolbert were bullshitting. And the big reason that they played those guys in the second half is like they wanted to get their mojo for the playoffs because their offense had been so shitty. So they left their guys in against the backups. The Eagles the Eagles have been planning for... They, do you know what their defensive staff did week 18? They started studying Tom Brady and getting the game plan because it was kind of clear that they probably thought they were going to play. They just assumed the Bucs would win. They, they spent like half the staff did the Rams, half the staff did the Bucs. They didn't, they didn't waste a second on the Cowboys. It didn't matter. Because if they did have to play the Cowboys, they would have been ready. They've already game planned for them several, you know, over the years. Yeah. They have so much tape, cross-divisional tape. Wow. And the Cowboys, like, there's a reason Dak threw five touchdowns in that game. Because it mattered to them to get their shit back. But does that even matter? You're playing Haberman Milkoff in the backfield. No, it doesn't. We're going to find out if it does translate at all. Because their offense had been bad. Like, you watch that Cardinal game, Dak looked weird. Well, and John, they weren't great weird. a few weeks ago against the Giants either. No, they haven't been good in a while. His passes, is just he just feels off on some throws. And part of it, the difference between him and Stafford is the arm strength is noticeable. He does not have some hose. He no. is, he's, I don't want to say Alex Smith, but he's much closer to Alex Smith than anyone wants to admit with his arm. For being a big, I mean, he's a big strapping athlete, right? He's thicker than Alex, but he does not throw this just like, whoop. Mm-hmm. He has, Jimmy's arm's better. Yeah. I think where the Niners have gotten themselves into trouble at times this year, right? You think about the Bears game. You think about the Seahawks game in Seattle. You think about the Texans game, which thankfully for them, they were playing the Texans, is when they control a game but don't convert early. Like, that will fail them this week against this week against Dallas if they, quote-unquote, control a game but don't convert early. Yeah. The Niners are the number one. I mentioned this the other day. The Niners are the number one scoring offense in the red zone in terms of touchdown percent like to me touchdown percentage matters a lot not Agreed. scoring percentage i want touchdowns in the baby zone right as we call it on this show the baby zone. oh yeah niners are number one in red zone touchdown percentage 67 percent of their red zone trips ended touchdowns dallas is number six 63 percent of their red zone trips end in the red in touchdowns there's a difference though dallas gets to the red zone four times a game the niners get to the red zone three times a game so in the end, Dallas actually scores more red zone touchdowns than the 49ers do. Right. They're receive, the they're receive, I mean, break. Amari's a good red zone receiver. Obviously, CD, Schultz, CD Schultz was a good red zone. CD was built in a lab for the red zone. Right. They got tight ends in the red zone, right? And we saw tight ends in the red zone last week against the Niners in the Rams game. Yeah. So they, they're gonna have to I I think they'll be able to move. They gotta get touchdowns. Here's the other thing. You know, I the the, the the field goal kicking situation for Dallas is still weird. And so you can't miss a made extra point might be the difference in this game. You making one, them missing one. Well, we'll take that, especially on the money line. <laughs> yeah, I know. No doubt. So anyway. Woo! Well, it I mean, this is 
it's cool. We would talk about this game anyway, but I think it's clearly who I think the Monday night game could play out if both teams play well, but I think on paper this is the best game of the weekend. I'd say that even if I lived in fucking North Dakota or something. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean it's it's the smallest line, which you pointed out the other day when we talked about it, right? It's the smallest line. The other game, actually, I was a little surprised. I looked at the old uh, Football Outsiders DVOA, John. The two teams, the two high, the matchup with the best DVOA is actually Bills Patriots. What's Believe the Niner? You're saying the Niners Cowboys doesn't have a better DVOA? No. Wow, it's close. It's close. Like it's also very good. I but, think the Patriots are a little overrated as as a well, that's right. with, and I agree with, with, with McCorkle. I, I agree with you. That's actually since you said that, I wasn't gonna bring this up here, but uh since you said that, John, I ran this poll on Twitter on uh, Wednesday. I go to Twitter for all my big decisions. And uh I asked if the Niners had Mac Jones and the Patriots had Jimmy Garoppolo, which would be better? I knew what my answer was before I ran this poll. I wanted to see what people thought. Sixty one percent of uh, respondents said the Patriots would be better if Jimmy Garoppolo were their quarterback and Mac Jones were the Niners quarterback. And I got to tell you, in this case, I absolutely agree. I can only imagine Jimmy Garoppolo on the Patriots right now, and I think it would make them a better football team. What would your answer to that be? Yeah, I mean, I I think if you just put Mac Jones on the 49ers, Mac Jones threw a lot of interceptions this year. I, I think he would be no... The Niners would have been no lock to win 10 games with Mac Jones. I know everyone assumes that. I, I don't. Zero chance on God's green earth if the Niners fell behind like they did the other day that Mac Jones could have brought them back like Jimmy Garoppolo did. Partly because of Garoppolo they fell behind, but... uh, Yeah. Partly. Partly. But their defense was getting shredded. It wasn't all... Did he, no, did he have wasn't. a turnover? He threw a pick in the first half that led to a touchdown? Yeah, he did. He, uh, threw, the, he threw the one straight up in the air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was bad, but... But we act like Mac doesn't do that. No, nope. like go. You, people need pick to six work. on the second on the second <laughs> uh, the second touchdown by Miami last week. Yeah. So the for, now the difference is Mac doesn't ever get hurt. You're like he just played seventeen games. Like Jimmy, Jimmy's had like seven injuries in two thousand twenty one. <laughs> you know, ankle, thigh. Now he's got a thumb. It's like Jimmy's Jimmy gets injured. That's yeah. part of Jimmy's package. <laughs> I'm not saying that Mac Jones can never be better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm just saying right now today, I would have you know I would have voted Patriots. Yeah, I, I, and you know what? The Niners might make the might have made the playoffs this last year if Mac Jones was their quarterback. But I don't think they'd be a better, a more dangerous team than they are right now. And I do think the Patriots would be a more dangerous team. If yeah. Gar- I, I, I mean, we'll see. It, we will. I see. could see. I could see Mac having like a three pick game in a playoff game. Let's keep an eye on that some Saturday night. S- Scuba Steve. Scuba Steve. Um, all right, John. Let's talk about the uh, – what do I do here? Tell them about our – Yeah, let's tell, let's, let's tell them. Let's tell them. Do you want to tell them or you want me to tell them? I'll tell them. Our friends right, at sleepnumber.com slash ham make sleep your number one goal. Whether you're set out to exercise more, eat healthier, or a parent with patience, most of your resolutions benefit from quality sleep. Quality sleep – is important for overall health, performance, and key mental well-being. Eating healthy, weight loss, and exercise are helped with quality sleep. The better you sleep, the more your brain feels better. I know my mind does. I When I don't sleep well, that's when I get really hungry, and that's when I end up eating dirty. 
I don't eat fast food that often, but when I do, it's always like four hours sleep. And I'm like, I'll just go to right. Burger King, you know? But I would never do that after like a seven, eight hour night sleep in my sleep number bed because I'm well rested. I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna fast till lunch, and then I'm gonna go get a Cobb salad. Go get on that 30. That's John's sleep number number. Mine's 60. I like it a little firmer. But no matter what your number is, you get the sleep IQ score, tells you how efficiently you're sleeping. I know this for me. If you see me up uh, wandering around at 11.15 at night watching some TV, there's a 100% chance I'm eating something that I should not be eating. And probably not even something I want. So going to sleep early actually saves me from some dumb late night snacking too. Or just going to sleep at a reasonable time. It doesn't even necessarily mean early. Right True now, that. just... Discover offers for a limited time at your Sleep Number store or at sleepnumber.com slash ham. Make sleep your number one goal. Okay? Sleep is like running the football. Good things happen if you can run the football efficiently. And good things happen if you can sleep and get your sleep. And proven – it's not just about sleep. It's about quality sleep. Quality sleep. Sleep Number. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Go to sleepnumber.com slash ham. Do it. Podcast is also brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp. Here's the thing with BetterHelp. BetterHelp.com slash HamPod. Dot com slash HamPod. Uh, sometimes we all need some someone to talk to. And BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Why invest in everything else and not your mind? Think about that. Your mind. This is our moneymaker right here. Mm-hmm. You know, unless unless you got Debo's feet or, uh, you know, Josh Allen's arm. <laughs> I've named two people. That's not us, right? So it's all, it's all up here. This is where we separate. And we go through ups and downs. So that's where betterhelp.com slash ham pod, you know, can, can really help anyone who needs it. Yep. And I would bet you uh, mental recovery is, uh, I bet, I bet Debo would tell you it's all about rest and recovery as well, getting your for mind sure. right for competition. Okay. So it's not a crisis line. It's not self help. It's professional counseling done securely online. You can send a message to your counselor at any time. You'll get a timely response, you'll get a thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. So right now, go to BetterHelp.com slash HamPod for 10% off your first month. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P. BetterHelp.com slash HamPod for 10% off your first month. And start working on your mind. Can I just read you this Pelissaro quote? Or, yeah. I mean, tweet? It doesn't yeah. even make sense. It feels like we're getting countering information. He says the Texans owe David Cully another $17 million over three years. So Cully walks away with roughly $22 million. That's sure not what Schefter tweeted. Schefter said he only had two years guaranteed, but does that mean, did Chef, is it two years guaranteed after the first year? Even then, $17 million seems like a massive, that's not two years of money. Yeah, I mean, how much were they paying him? Well, is he counting? Is he counting the first year in the seventeen million? Walks away with seventeen million. Walks away with roughly twenty-two million total. Oh, so was he making seven million dollars a year? That feels unlikely. Feels very unlikely. I mean, they interviewed their own quarterback, Josh McCown, last year before they hired David Culley, and then cut Josh McCown. I feel like that's uh, 
that's Kelly's agent putting out a kind of a fake number. But it who would, knows? I mean, it would benefit the Texans to make people think that. Yeah, you're allowed to fire someone if you're paying $22 million. You're allowed to fire somebody, period. I mean, yeah. I, 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 was, I was a little surprised by the shock that Twitter had today when David Kelly got fired. My assumption when they hired him that David Cully would be Anthony Davis, one and done. I didn't think for a second he was getting four years, let alone two. And I would even put it this way. I didn't think for a second he was getting a quote-unquote fair shake. You remember when they hired him? People were mind-blown. Like, wait a second, this this pass game coordinator who's like the oldest head coach ever hired for a first-time head coach, whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, it was – I thought – I thought that everyone kind of agreed this is a placeholder hire year one. And I think it'll, I think it'll be a lot of, I think it'll make a lot of sense to a lot of people. Like if they were to hire Brian Flores, people go, oh, okay. But I, I didn't even have a guy in mind when they hired David Cully to start. It was a mess with the quarterback, with Disaster. Deshaun. Yeah. Nobody wanted that job, right? You're, there was all these Jack Easterby articles. It was like ugly. You're, you're coming to work for Easterby. Like their candidate pool, again, I'll repeat, they interviewed Josh McCown. Who's on the team, right? Who was on the team as a player. <laughs> and then there was a story like, oh, they're hired Cully. They're going to move McCown over, and he'll be the next guy in line. And you know what McCown did? Left. He went and coached like Rockland High School or wherever the hell he went to coach. I don't yeah. even know. I think he coached like South Carolina because he used to fly to the Eagles. Remember back and forth? They, they gave him a jet because he was like their third quarterback. <laughs> yes. So, I yeah. Let's wait and see who they hire. I think the Casario thing, if you were Flores, it's hard, right? If you're Flores, it's Texans aren't a great situation. But do you have a relationship with Deshaun? Do you have a good relationship with Casario? Uh, maybe it's not the worst. Would it is it would it be crazy if Flores took that job? Uh no. Well, I mean Casario and him are buddies. I well no, I don't know if they're actually buddies, but I'm just saying like it wouldn't shock you because they know each other. What about Josh McDaniels? I mean, I don't know. What they just needed to kind of reboot the franchise. Yeah. But McDan would McDaniel McDaniels has been I yeah, it's interesting. I mean, McDaniels, it my sense with McDaniels is he's just hanging until Bill walks away. He's happy being a coordinator. But it's easy to think that from the outside. Maybe that's not the case. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it will just to me who they hire be interesting. I would imagine because they I, already I would imagine they already know. Like I would imagine that the owner was on board with this to begin with. He's giving away free money, doesn't even care. My get here's what I would say to this. Was David Cully surprised? No. That's to me the kind of I don't want to say smoking gun here, but I think Twitter was more surprised than David Cully. Twitter's an idiot. Twitter doesn't know. Twitter doesn't well, know, know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know why I get so worked up over it. I shouldn't. Um uh, all right. Uh, okay, Raiders, Browns, John. Raiders, Browns. We are we are Bengals. Raiders, Bengals, John. I'm sorry to the Browns. <laughs> Raiders, Bengals. I did watch the Raider Bengal game again today, and I thought, wow, this team is gonna, just going to be this, this. These uniforms are just going to be in the playoffs for the next ten years with Joe Burrow quarterback. Pretty wild. Very pretty wild. wild. But it's happened before. Right, every eighty percent of all the NFL films I watched as a kid were just Sam Weiss yelling to somebody, "Get back!" Um, remember him? Yeah, he, he was, was like scre- all the NFL films for Sam. He, sc- he screamed a lot. It was Weish and John Elway and Billy I Ray like Smith. The ba- I feel like the Bengals were legit in the eighties. Yeah, they were. 
I mean, they almost they beat were. the Niners in the Super Bowl. Didn't the Niners have to walk off a uh, touchdown on them? And they're legit again. I think if you're a Bengal fan, probably 10 years older than us, you remember having a lead in the Super Bowl with under two minutes to go. That's hard to hard to stomach. At least the Niners lost theirs, what, like five minutes to go? Yeah. I think Wasp was like five or six. It wasn't yeah. like one. So here's my 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 feeling on that game after rewatching again today. The Raiders can win. The game was closer than the final score, whatever it ended up being, 38, 32. 18. Yeah. 32, the total 18, was 45, yeah. so maybe it was 42-13. Um, the game was closer that than that f- final score. was a little high. I, th- I think it was 35-13. Uh, okay. Yeah. But double check that, though. Or 30, sorry, 32-13, but double check it. 32-13. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So the Bengal Raider game the first time around was closer than the final score, 32-13. to Derek Carr had two turnovers in the last five minutes of that game. An interception, a bad interception at around five minutes, and then a fumble after the game was kind of over. Uh, it was 10 to 6 at halftime. It was 16 to 13, kind of beginning the fourth quarter after Raiders scored a touchdown. Um, but I also think that score was closer than the game was. I thought the Bengals had control um, for most of that game. I think a couple things really stood out rewatching it. One, both teams created problems for both quarterbacks. The Raiders did a great job getting to Burrow. They forced a fumble early on a sack. They actually got him two other times where he kind of lost the ball. The ball was clearly not a fumble. He was clearly down, but they were just creating problems for him a lot. Jamar Chase had a second lowest receiving total of the year, 32 yards, um, only had three catches. But Burrow, Burrow and the Bengals missed a couple of opportunities with him deep. Burrow underthrew him once when he had a guy beat, and then the ball got there in double coverage too late another time. So I could see Jamar Chase. They 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 were trying. They got him a couple end arounds in that game. Burrow only threw for 148 yards in the game. Yeah, it was the the Raiders got after his ass, and I think that's the number one reason you would like the Raiders again today. Because I uh, this week I think it's going to be hard to score again for the Raiders. And that's not even a temperature thing. It's going to be 31 degrees. It could be snowy. We'll see what the forecast says. Maybe some snow on Sunday. What Saturday might be 31, no snow. I think the Raiders are going to get after Joe Burrow again. And the question I have is, can Derek Carr, when the Bengals get pressure again with only four, create opportunities? Darren Waller playing that game played well. There were not many throws down the field for the Raiders in that game. Like, have they developed a little more with Zay Jones since they played that game? Or can they find other ways to be consistent in the pass game? Because I think I think they're going to get to Joe. But Jamar Chase is going to make a play here or there. And can the Raiders match it? Well, wouldn't you say the way they're going to win this game is if it's probably in the teens? They, they need to win like 19 to 16. They, they're not going to win a game. If you tell me the Bengals get not to scoring 33. If you tell me the Bengals get to 28, I tell you the Raiders are losing. The Raiders don't score that many points. The, the Raiders, I think the last nine games scored 30 points twice. And in fair, like no one, people understand, right? It's it's understandable why they're there. They don't, their offensive firepower doesn't exist. So to me, the key with Derek is, and he's done it a couple times this year, and I don't totally blame him down the stretch, but he's thrown some turnover, he's thrown some passes for picks that he hasn't thrown the previous two years. And it felt like he's kind of, he had to push the envelope a little bit. I, this is what we talked about with playoff football. I don't think he can't afford to do that. And I, I read this article that Vic Tafer did on him today. He's like, well, a couple of them turned out, 
and it's hard to tell with a quote. He might have been laughing, like turned out to be long punts. I don't know if you can just do the long punt turnover on second and 10. You know, I, that's just that's not good football because you're just what if you could keep running the clock? What if you who knows could get a field goal out of that drive eventually if you're at like your own 30, if you could get another 30, 40 yards to me, turnovers in these one-off games are just, he can't throw picks. And for the most part, Derek does not just throw your typical like Jimmy Garoppolo pick. But he does do the one where he's like, fuck it. And he, he's done it this year. He, he got rid of it under Gruden. And then once Gruden left and Ruggs left, he, he didn't really have a choice, so he kind of pushes the envelope. But you can't throw in a double coverage with Zay Jones down the field. And let's face it, Deshaun Jackson... You know, there's a reason McVay's like, yeah, bro, you can leave if you want. Like, he's just got it's over. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, sports yeah. cars out of gas. You know, so just put that thing in the garage, call it a career. It's been real, but that's he hasn't brought much to the table. So they're very, very dependent on basically four guys, right? Waller, Jacobs, Renfro, Zay Jones, and and, and maybe Edwards a little bit, but. This is type game for Edwards. It's like, okay, you ready, bro? This is he's, it's going to be cold. The other thing with the Raiders, their team is loaded with skill guys, right? I mean, Jamar Chase, offensive rookie of the year. Higgins, I mean, they're they that's a second round stand up double. Might be on third. I mean, that's a great pick. Mixon is a stud. Ran for 130 yards in that first game. Uh, who's their third receiver? Boyd, who's really good. Yep. So, I mean, they got firepower. The tight end, who I didn't even know until that Thursday night game, Thursday been game yeah. good all season long, number 87. Like, they got some firepower. And obviously, their quarterback, if we did the hypothetical draft that's never happened in the history of humanity, that every person that talks for a living or fan just always brings up, Burrow would go really know. high. Burrow's go really high. Like, Burrow's better than Derek. But Derek is more experienced than Burrow. So it's like, maybe does Joe throw a bad pick? Can Derek just play the ultimate game that Gruden created, but balance, like if you get an opportunity to take a couple shots, take the shots. But to me, he can't take the shots where it's just throw it up there. And he's yeah, done that I, a little bit the second half. And he did it at the Browns game, and he did it the Browns game. They got away with it big time. I think and you he, just nailed it. I think he did. Did he do it in the Charger game? I don't know if he did. The Browns game was a the Browns game is maybe the one I'm thinking of. I think you just nailed it because I, I think the Bengals play the type of defense that frustrates you, and then eventually, I think his yards, his uh, what a dot average depth of target in the first half of that Bengal game I read was three yards, three yards in the first half of that game. Right, that's how far down the field they're throwing the ball. Not far, dunk. the Raiders. Yeah. But again, if you can get to Burrow, that might work. Here's the thing. The Bengals at the end of the first half of that game went kind of hurry up, two-minute offense, and it worked because Burrow was getting rid of the ball really quick and wasn't giving the Raiders' defense a chance to get to him. If I'm the Bengals, I do the same thing. I The blueprint from the last game is what I do on defense. You try to create pressure with four and see if you can get Derek to kind of get impatient. The interception he threw late, he had a receiver open in the flat. Instead, he tried to like layer it on the sideline over one defender in front of another and it just it's it's a really hard throw to make, and it got intercepted. I think part of that was probably looking back on it, it's frustrating to play the Bengals because they create pressure, but they don't do it with the blitz, which Derek would love for you to blitz. Derek knows what Derek's very smart. You start sending blitzes, Derek knows where to throw the football, right? Well, I saw I saw I read some quotes from their defensive coordinator, Lou something. 
He's like, this guy's really been impressive the second half since we've played him. Like he's just like, this guy knows what's coming. You know, I think it's going to take patience and patience to not be the guy that like a lot of times we tell him to be like, get, get the ball down the field. It's going to take patience. Um, but again, I think the the question, like if the Bengals, I wouldn't be shocked, John, if the Bengals come out and try to move quickly with their offense, like get a first down and then kind of go old school warp speed and just keep Burrow getting rid of the ball fast because they can do it. Right. You just mentioned when you've got that many uh, talented uh, options skill to throw guys. the ball to yeah. skill guys. You can just do that. You can just get the ball out fast to somebody and see if they can run a little bit. So, sideshow? Vin Diesel down here uh, racing. <laughs> um, so, I, that, that's what I would do if I were Cincinnati. And then, and then you know, they do a good job of getting pressure with four. So, uh, I think the Braves can win the game. I You know, it, this is a broke, like, for this is a one good of opening guys, game. This is a good a opening great, game. For one of these guys, it's an incredible game for their careers, right? Yeah. Well, this I, is, could, it's all been building up to this for Derek. A lot of pressure in that way, just from you don't get these many opportunities with the Raiders. It's just the beginning of something new for them. You you and, would say the one thing for Burrow, he's a stud, but that division's hard. Like the Ravens ain't going anywhere. Steelers just retool. The Browns just have a talented roster. Like it's it's not an it, it ain't the NFC South, right? I mean, there's just, there's no cupcakes. That's why and, it's so I, impressive what Burrow's done. He actually blew out, I think, a lot of those teams this year somehow. Ravens are bad on defense. He went for 700 yards, remember? They had 17 guys on COVID or whatever. Yeah. But is Joe Burrow going to just play a year as a starter and just take the Bengals to a playoff win? Incredible opening to a career. By year two, off a major injury, win the division and win a playoff game at home. That's He's ahead of schedule. Like Google, like Elway and Marine. I mean, it's not this easy. I guess Marino got to the Super Bowl like year two, but that's the thing is Joe's twenty. He never got back. Like he was in college for five years. You know? Yeah, he's a little older, but uh, but it is just incredible display of hitting the ground running. Somebody who has not had playoff success is about to win a playoff game like that. To me, is Derek Carr either is about to deliver a playoff win for the Raiders or Joe Burrow is about to deliver a playoff win for the Bengals. And either you one know, of those stories is cool. You know, the last time the Bengals won a playoff game, what year? Uh, 1991, I think. Yeah, good knowledge. Only because I saw a great tweet this week, a meme or whatever. It's both information. There's never in the history of time been a text message sent about the Bengals winning a playoff game because the first text was sent in 1992. 92? 92 was the first, like, test text. I wonder what the charge was for that. (laughs) You had to fly to the moon, I think, to send Uh. it. It's a good thing you didn't have that on a young, you know. Fifth grade John Middlecoff. Can you imagine before texts existed? Like, it's so easy to communicate. No one, we don't need to talk. We can just text. Text me. So the wild card schedule just in and of itself, John, is pretty cool. Here's what it is. I just want to break it down real. Everyone knows the schedule, but let's just rattle through these. Raiders, Bengals, 130 on NBC. We know about that game. The evening game, Patriots, Bills, 515 on CBS. Little thing about that game that's interesting. Uh, Bill Belichick's first game as the Patriots coach in this in the playoffs without Tom one and one in his career in the playoffs without Tom Brady and you know what it got me thinking about today we really got robbed back in 2008 that we didn't get to see what Bill could have done in the playoffs with that 11 and 5 Matt Castle team that got left out well you know, Matt Castle had, was throwing to Welker and Randy Moss right <laughs> yeah I mean it was who knows what what yeah. would Bill's maybe would Bill have a non Brady Super Bowl uh Probably who won the Super Bowl in 08 was Manning. Yeah. Uh, was that Colts? 
Bears? No, the Saints. Who won the Super Bowl? 2008. Because the Colts won it. Or the, Yeah, I think... I don't know. That's, why do I feel like... Dolphins won 11-5. Your Super Bowl champion. Oh! this Wasn't this Madden's last Super Bowl? Steelers-Cardinals. Wow, I don't remember that one. You don't remember... Well, no, I mean, I just yeah, don't... Yeah. It's, it doesn't feel like it fits in that slot, but maybe it does. Yeah, the, the Steelers... Um, I mean, Steelers were 12-4 and four that year. That was Tomlin. Cardinals, Cardinals were 9-7. and seven. So if you'd, if you'd been able to get to that Super Bowl... Get in and get hot, you know? That Cardinal team, yeah, I mean... That was Tomlin? Cur- is that what you just said? <laughs> well, I mean, I think Tomlin, like a second-year head coach, he won a Super Bowl. Yeah. You know what? I, I watched some of that Super Bowl the other day because it was Madden's last Super Bowl. Yeah. And what I'd forgotten is before Santonio Holmes catches the ball in the right corner of the end zone, they miss like one or two plays before in the other corner on basically the same thing. Kind of a drop from San kind of goes through Santonio's hands. In the like on the same possession, like one or two plays before Santonio caught the game winner, they dropped basically the game winner or the go ahead touchdown. That Super Bowl looked unreal on TV just because it, it was did. in the dome. I don't know where that game was, but felt like it was in Glendale. But I was gonna say was, it was an Arizona. Felt like it was in Arizona. Yeah, that was that play where Harrison catches it and takes it to the house, and Larry runs down the sideline. Raymond Pretty James sweet. is where that stadium. That was in Tampa. That Super Bowl was in Tampa. Did that feel like it was outside to you? Watching no, but it did feel vibrant. The colors feel vibrant, and yeah, maybe the, the, the colors green. popped. Colors, the colors popped. popped. Yeah. So anyway, any any other uh, any other? T- I mean, we talked about this game a little bit earlier, but. Uh, this is part of our parlay here. Anything else on the uh, Bengal, uh, uh, Bills Patriots? Yeah, just need Josh Allen to play. Just do you. Like your moment. You're, you're way better than their quarterback. It ain't close. Josh Allen is like the gap in the quarterback play is a Grand Canyon wide gap. If Mac Jones, he, he the playoffs you have to throw. There is no you don't just get to run it all game. It's not the way it fucking works. I I think Belichick's in trouble. And it has nothing to do with him. It's just quarterback is not going to be capable of throwing. Do you think Belichick was trying to win last week? You, I didn't really watch yes. in the game. You, were I mean, they're right. down fourteen to nothing like that. I don't know at that point. Yeah, but I mean, part of it was like Mac. But I think one of the pick well, sixes, right? Yeah, they wanted to. Yeah, I think they wanted to win the game. I just wonder if the pressure of just this is a little bit different. Of like, wait, I can't just hand it to Devonte on a end around. <laughs> not Najee, Najee, <laughs> uh, Waddle. Like they, they just don't they don't exist. Mechie! Yeah. You know, the their receiver, their best receiver is Kendrick Bourne. Uh here's another thing about that game. If the Bills win and the uh yeah, if the Bills win, they end up playing if the Bills and the Bengals win, then the Bills end up playing the Chiefs next week in the divisional round. Actually, no, even if the even yeah, whoever wins the Raider Bengal game doesn't matter. What's the scenario here? Oh, if the Steelers win. Yeah, the the Bills are headed probably for we we're, we're headed towards a Bills Chiefs. That's a that's a second round football game. Which is a, but here's the problem, or not that the That was problem. the AFC Championship game last year. Here's the the good thing, if you're Cincinnati, right? Um or if you're the Raiders, like you could end up playing the Titans depending on what else happens. Now, if the if the Patriots win, you end up playing the Chiefs. But if the Bills win, then you're the act, winner. You're acting like you, guy. You're acting like the Titans are like the Seattle or something. No, no, no. Who would you rather play, Tennessee or Kansas City? 
Uh, I mean, Kansas City. That's or no, I mean, t- Tennessee. But yeah, I, 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 yeah, I do think Tennessee is pretty fucking good. Get on the Prize Picks app, just like me, and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Football season's over, but hoop season is getting hot. Tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. So get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And you can get it on baseball, too. I've got some season-long more or less picks on multiple stat projections on home runs. Uh, not off, not feeling great about Shohei less than 38 and a half right now, but I put that one in the app just because I wanted something to root against with the Dodgers. Prize Picks offers injury insurance so that your entries stay live even if one of your players get injured. So hoops, somebody leaves in the first half, no problem. Injury insurance. And on Prize Picks, you can win up to 100x your money with as little as four correct picks i love it it's download the app today use code ham 50 for the first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars i'm gonna give you the same advice i gave my buddy who just called me recently because he was getting a vasectomy he just came from the doctor they said they told me i gotta shave i said gotta get two more like it and i sent him the lawnmower 5.0 from manscaped it's gonna be the mvp for him and for you This March, go to manscaped.com and use the code HAM to get 20% off and free shipping. Get the Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, and you'll be the Cinderella story of March. The Lawnmower 5.0 is strong until the last stroke with a battery that lasts the entire tournament, a waterproof design, and interchangeable skin-safe blade heads that guarantee smooth ball handling Every time. To top it off, the performance package throws in two free gifts, boxers 2.0 and the new toiletry bag. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code ham at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped.com, code ham. When things get hairy, make sure to call on Manscaped in clutch time. Butcherbox.com slash ham helps you make good decisions. Last night I was thinking about ordering out and then... I reached into the freezer, grabbed some ground beef, and all of a sudden it was homemade taco night. With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering all of you your choice of weeknight meal essentials. You get peace of mind with ButcherBox because it's high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. You get the ultimate convenience because it's delivered right to your door with free shipping, as always, and you get the ultimate customization. Your customization might be, I don't know what to do. Send me the good stuff. And they send you the good stuff, curated. Right now, go to butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham. And you'll get either three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus $20 off your first order. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer and get $20 off. I got to tell you about the Eufy video lock. I've spent years trying to upgrade my security system at the house with one of those big name companies that, I'll be honest, sucks. I got the Eufy video lock and it's an automatic improvement. That's Eufy, E-U-F-Y, video lock. It's easy to install, just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. And now I've got the keyless entry. I always go for walks. I don't want to take keys. I hate stuff in my pockets. I go without the keys. The fingerprint recognition lets me in in less than one second. There's no monthly fees. You have your recordings locally. 
You never have to pay for storage. I love knowing that doorbell ring was just a delivery. I don't have to jump up and get it. Or if I'm out of town, I can look, I can see the landing in front of the door and tell the neighbor, hey, do you mind swinging by and picking up something? I love the three-in-one video smart lock from Eufy, and you will too. So search Eufy Video Lock, E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. And the big guy's back, so... Well, I know this. If you're the Raiders or the Bengals, I know who you don't want to play, especially if you're the Raiders. I know who you don't want to play. Yeah, you, you take your chance in Tennessee for sure. Uh, then we get to Saturday. We got Bucks eagles Anything on that game you want to... Uh... No. I think that's blowout city. Yeah, I do too. I, the only question I have there is, do I do think the Bucks cover eight and a half, although it feels like that might be a public bet. I... It'll be interesting. I mean, I, the Bucks have been clearly kind of off for a little yeah. while. Like, do yep. they get their mojo back or is it... To me, is it a tight game? And like, is it close going into the second half? If it is, Sirianna deserves a race. That's an incredible coaching job. <laughs> well, imagine. I mean, we, we can imagine. It's not that hard to imagine because we've got the game right here. If Nick Sirianni wins a first round playoff game against the Bucks, yeah, that would be the biggest. To me, that'd be the craziest thing of the weekend. Yeah, that'd be even crazier than Tomlin beating Andy. He's beat him before. Yeah, yeah. They did. By the way, the Steelers gave up two hundred fifty rushing yards last week. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Niners Cowboys we've talked about that we'll, we'll put the Niners there and uh, us and then the night game which is uh, Chiefs we already talked about uh, Chiefs Bills and then Monday Monday a game on nine different ESPN platforms Rams Cardinals which is a pretty awesome Monday night game we'll talk about game. Monday night game good thing is we'll have a podcast yeah. Sunday and then yeah. the game's Monday yep uh, one other thing I wanted to mention, John, I mentioned this on the live stream the other day. Uh, yesterday we did a Wednesday we did a YouTube only live stream, but I got the name. I just want to give a shout out to one of our listeners here, Tony Henny, John, the head coach and offensive coordinator. Some would say kind of the the Sean Payton of the Pacific Hills League. You have a career <laughs> record on you? No, I think he. Uh, let's see here, Tom Henny might have gone. Uh, Tony Henny, sorry, Tony, Tony Henny. <laughs> Uh, Dana Hills football. Um, the story, they just hired him in 2021. Uh, and, uh, he was the, uh, a CIF Southern section division coach of the year, three no different deal. times, <laughs> three different times. He was uh, at Westlake for two years, a coach at, uh, Tribuco Hills as well. And, uh, now he's at Dana Hills. Um, he actually was a, John, he was a volunteer assistant at Cal Poly previously. Anyway, our buddy Eric Brown, head football coach of uh, Clovis West, rebuilding a powerhouse, no big deal, uh, was at the uh, coaches convention in Indianapolis and met met uh, Tony Henney, Coach Henney. And coach Henney's like, you're Eric Brown from the Haberman and Middlecoff podcast, aren't you? He said, yes, as a matter of fact, I am. And um, you know why don't we why why don't we do this, guys? Hmm. Why don't we set up a game opening weekend? What school? I mean, Clovis West. What school did you say Tony's at right now? Dana Hills. Dana Hills, Clovis West, Week Zero. What what, what are we doing? Hamble. Yeah. Do what Barstool did, except get the game played. Yeah. What, what are we doing? It's, it seems like a BP fastball, guys. Test your metal against each other, and then who knows? I mean, we'll be there. Yeah, you guys pad your uh, your resume for the CIFs. It's what we're doing. Let's play the game. Live Neutral stream? site. 
YouTube, Me, YouTube uh, stream. Ventura or Bakersfield. Levi Stadium. <laughs> yeah, Levi Stadium. We'll call Guido. See if you can set it up. We'll call don't, Guido. Don't mess we'll, up the field. We'll get Eric Brown and Tony Henney. And it's the handball. Let's do Dana it. Dana Hills. What division are what the division is Dana Hills in? I don't know, but it seems like a great game. Yeah. Dana Hills is, seems like a cool place. Never been there, but I like the name of Dana Hills. I know. It just sounds like Yeah. It's like probably the high school nice from the from Orange from the O. C. or something. Yeah. Probably some nice homes in there. All area. their high schools down there sound yeah, like Westlake. I mean, they're all cool. Yeah. All right. Uh thanks for hanging with us, everybody. Don't forget we'll be back live on the tube on Sunday. There's some talk of even like a between the Bucks game and the Niner Cowboy game of a live YouTube stream. So, you know, keep your ears, ears peeled for that. And, um, you know, share the pod. Tell people about it. You know, you got a lot of people out there getting ready for the playoffs. Tell them to check out the Haberman and Middlecoff podcast if they're not already. We always yeah, appreciate it. As Ludacris once said, word of mouth. Word of mouth. Anything else we needed to share? We got Cully. We got, oh, we got Wentz. <laughs> left-handed throwing Wentz. I can only imagine Chris Ballard pulling out his hair every time Wentz threw the ball left-handed, which felt like once a game. Yeah, hard to blame him. But uh, on that note, is that it? That's all I got. All right. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.